Uh, round 17 of the AFL got underway last night with the Tigers at the MCG getting up over the Sydney Swans in a pretty tight game. Winners by 13 points, Richmond. A few points to come out of that game and, uh, well, some big ones to come over the weekend. We've got the West Coast Eagles taking on Brisbane at the Gabba tomorrow and then here in Perth to close out the round on Sunday. It will be the Fremantle Dockers taking on Carlton. Joining us down the line to talk a little footy this afternoon is sports journalist for Code Sports, Eliza Riley. Eliza, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Matt. Thank you very much for uh, for joining me on the program today. Now, Eliza, uh, what did you make of last night's game? A good win for Richmond. Obviously, a fair bit of a talking point to come out of the, the matchup was Toby Nankervis and his hit on Jake Lloyd. But uh, the Tigers just uh, ran home with it in the fourth quarter. Yeah, 100%. Obviously, the rain was sort of bucketing down, which sort of made the game a bit frenetic in that final quarter, and it was quite spectacular to watch just how desperate these teams were um, both to win, considering, you know, the team that got up still has that glimmer of finals hopes um, as we charge into the part, um, last few weeks of the season. But the Tigers have been, when we think about the word frenetic, they're probably the team that springs to mind, and they piled on four goals to one um, in that final quarter to edge themselves ahead and get a, um, you know, much-deserved victory. But you mentioned the Toby Nankivis hit. Yeah, it's probably one that goes straight to the tribunal, um, considering the sort of force involved and the fact that Jake Lloyd was um, injured and out of the game. So really exciting contest uh, to kick us off on a Friday night and many more to come this weekend. Yeah, certainly. What did you make of Shea Bolton and Dusty Martin? That's a pretty handy duo. Certainly, and I think Dusty's sort of flying under the radar a little bit for the season he's compiling. Um, I mean, there's obviously been um, a few things in his personal life that have um, contributed to him maybe not living up to the heights that we know and the Dusty we love um, from years gone by, a Norm Smith medalist, of course. But he's been really sort of coming into these big games and rediscovering that um, form he has as a big game player. You know, his 29 disposals, I think he finished up with um, for this one. And then Shai Bolton is probably the the dusty protege, um, but very much a solid player in his own right. 31 disposals almost took that magnificent hanger late in the game, which would have put the MCG alight. Um, but I think he was one of the most effective um, players on the ground as well for me this game. So both of those two, Fremantle, uh, if the Richmond Tigers are going to get anywhere near finals um, at the end of this year, they'll need to be at their, their absolute best as they were last night. Yeah. Well, what are your thoughts on the finals race and, and how it currently sits? Because I reckon Sydney probably let that one slip last night and they are almost out of the, the running now. Richmond, well, they go up to 10th, uh, 30 points for the season. Obviously, They've had that draw. Fremantle, you know, they sit in 12th. GWS in 11th. Uh, Geelong in 9th. So it's a pretty even race, even when you look outside of the top eight. How are you seeing it? Yeah, I think the one thing we know about the top eight race and how unpredictable it is is the fact the West Coast is still technically a mathematical chance of making the eight <laughs> as we sit here right now, um, despite the season they've had. So that probably tells you all you need to know about just how um, tight this race at the finish is going to be. But, you know, you look at the likes of Essendon. Um, they've been a young and exciting team and really invigorated under 
Brad Scott. Um, but at the same time, um, do you really want to, if you're the Bombers, finished in the top eight and potentially get knocked out in the first week of finals? Or would you rather finish um, outside the eight and sort of claim that mantle as being one of the best teams to not make finals that can spur you into an even better season next year? Geelong, they're sitting in ninth, like you said, on the 30 points. The reigning premiers, it would be a massive um, shock. I think we'd fair to say if they didn't make the eight this year. Richmond's probably the team that's going to storm home um, out of any of them. And then the Giants have shown a fair bit as well. And yeah. if they win this weekend against Hawthorne, they'll jump right up into 32 points and be knocking on the door of the eight. So it's going to be an absolute race to the finish. And of course, um, Fremantle in that mix as well. They do. We'll touch on Freo in a moment, but I, I did want to just ask you about Buddy Franklin. Uh, now, his stats looked okay last night, 15 touches. He kicked a couple of goals, but to me, he, he doesn't look the same player as he once was. What are your thoughts on Buddy, and is he coming to an end? Yeah, I think it's safe to say um, that the one-year extension signed at the very closing stages of last year was probably going to be his last contract, and yeah. I think Sydney were fairly across that fact as well. Um, I mean, you do have to consider in, I guess, last night the rain probably was a bit of a factor. No keyboard, loves the rainy day um, at the MCG. But at the same time, in the games we have seen in this year, which have been a little bit few and far between because of the injuries he's faced this season, he hasn't quite looked the dominant spearhead we've seen in the past. And I think Father Time is catching up with him pretty quickly. So... As much as it would have been fantastic um, for him to finally salute with Sydney and sort of put the finishing touches on that monster deal he signed when he first came to the Swans, you'd have to say the curtains are far closed on that sort of fairy tale finish. And but still, at the same time, you know what an amazing player we've got to witness um, play the game of footy. And I think you know this season, while it hasn't been his best, should take no gloss over what he's been able to achieve in the long run. We're speaking to Eliza Riley here on Sports Drive this afternoon. Now, you mentioned the Fremantle Dockers, Eliza, and they'll have a debutante this weekend. So in comes Carl Warner. We also see Bailey Banfield, Corey Wagner, and Sam Sturt into the side. Nat Fife definitely out uh, with that foot injury. So uh, great to see Carl Warner making his debut. Yeah, breaking news hot off the press. Um, Carl Warner, who's been in really strong um Peel Thunder form and he's been rewarded for that. You know, you think back to this time last year and he was playing reserves footy um, after crossing from Melbourne as a rookie pick in the draft before um, that. So magnificent rise for Carl who's sort of been playing half back, racking up the footy. His defensive work's really improved as well. He's got a massive tank um, knowing he sort of came over as a winger. He will debut as tactical sub which, you know, I'm not a big fan of, but Fremantle, you do you. Um, <laughs> but at least, you know, we know he's going to get onto the field and he's going to get his first taste of AFL football. I should also mention uh, those are extended bench players uh, in Banfield, Wagner mm. and, and Sturt. But, uh, yeah, great to see Warner into the side. What's the latest on, on Nat Fife? Will we see him again in 2023? And what does this injury say about the two-year extension that they gave him only recently? I think looking towards the end of this year, you know, Fremantle in all the um, word that's been coming out of them so far, they're going to keep the door ajar in case Nat does progress quicker than expected. But personally, I think what's the rush um, trying to get him back? 
for the end of the season, um, Fremantle's finals chances. We'll, we'll know a bit more about them after Sunday, but they're not looking, um, you know, strong as they did a few weeks ago as it stands. I think the equation is something like they need to win six of their last eight. So mm. if you're not five, you're probably thinking it's best to just take a bit more time off, get this latest injury right, and then settle in um, to what will be a really big 2024 season. Um, moving on to his contract extension, obviously some people are trying to retire a two-time Brownlow medalist, and I can sort of understand their point of view considering his body does keep breaking down. Um, but the sort of thinking behind the two-year contract was obviously there were offers from other clubs um, to prize Nat Fife out of Fremantle and the reason Fremantle had to up their offer was because of exactly that. So I think when fit, and that's a big caveat, um, Nat Fife can still play a big role at Fremantle. Um, we know David Mundy retiring this year. He's sort of been left to be that bigger body in the midfield and sort of give his younger guys confidence that they can go for the footy and have someone there to block and protect them. But Obviously, his fitness is an issue. Um, we'll just have to wait and see because he's a champion and he does deserve that sort of send-off. Um, but his body is not allowing him to get back to that the heights we know so far. All right. Uh, Jai Amos, let's talk about him. Uh, he has signed a contract extension through until the end of 2029. Uh, it's a great signing for all parties involved, I think, because what Jai is doing this year... Uh, is just stellar to watch. He's only continuing to grow, and um, you feel as though he could be that missing piece that they've been looking for 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 quite some time since Matthew Pavlich left the club. Certainly, and, um, you know, he was the first top 10 key forward Fremantle picked in the draft since Matthew Pavlich. So he's obviously got big, big shoes to fill, but he's shown nothing but promise in this second season at the top level. Obviously missed, you know, the majority of last season due to that um, really scary incident in the waffle where he had a kidney puncture, or, but has managed to fight his way back. And he, the way he's kicking his goals, you know, he can kick them um, from set shots. We know how accurate he is there, but his ground level work as well. He's so athletic and mobile for someone of his size. So he's a really exciting prospect. I think the leap of faith is, you know, worth it for Freeman. And we know that long-term contracts have backfired in some instances in the past, but he's someone you're signing up, not um, probably based on potential, or we know, though we know he do, will get better. But he's already leading Fremantle's goal-kicking this year and has been a crucial part of their forward setup. So you're sort of franking his form as it is currently. And, you know, that sort of race to 40 goals is certainly on as is the Rising Star nomination. Who do you like for the Rising Star at the moment? It's a really tight and tough race. I think um, Ashcroft up at Brisbane is maybe going a little bit under the radar purely because of what Nick Dacos did last year and how spectacular that was for a first-year player. But when you think about what midfielders have to do um, on the field compared to what forwards um, cope with out on the footy field, you know, what Jai is doing is as a key forward in just his second year is probably more difficult than what Ashcroft is doing up at Brisbane in the midfield. So for me, I really like 
um, Jai or obviously Owen's um, from St Kilda is sort of in that boat as well. But Jai's kicked all goals, so let's give it to Jai. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's a great perspective from here in WA, and I think we may be a little bit more biased in that regard. But I, I tend to lean towards Jai as well. The way he's he's playing, it's such a tough role to be a key position forward at such a young age, and he's doing such a fine job of it. Uh, you mentioned Will Ashcroft. He'll be in action, obviously, on Saturday uh, at the Gabba against the West Coast Eagles. A couple of changes here. So out goes Shuey and Hearn, uh, income McGovern and TK. Um, what are your thoughts on the matchup? Will the Eagles be as competitive as they were last week? I, unfortunately, for West Coast fans, don't see it um, playing out as it did on Sunday against St Kilda. Um, Brisbane, we just know how good they are at the Gabba, um, undefeated there this season, and just how much talent they have across every line. So as much as the Eagles may get a bit of confidence out of what they were able to do on Sunday, as they should, losing Luke Shuey um, and Shannon Hurd and Thornis after just you know one match back in the team, they're both massive blows, and to lose that sort of um, leadership as well going out of your side, it's going to be really hard to replace for the Eagles. So definitely um, think the Lions will get up, but I don't think, you know, I'm hoping it won't be a blowout as we've seen some Eagles games here, and West Coast can build a bit of momentum and perhaps not get blown away. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope we do see a competitive match from the West Coast Eagles once again because they were really good. It was a good response against St Kilda uh, last weekend. Uh, Eliza, before I do let you go, I just want some one-word tips from you here before uh, we wrap things up for the round ahead. So the Western Bulldogs in Collingwood tonight, what's your tip? I'm going to go Collingwood, but I think it's going to be tight. I think so too. Brisbane West Coast, we've already discussed. Uh, GWS and Hawthorne. Giants for mine in that one. St Kilda, Melbourne. Think the Demons. Uh, Port Adelaide and Gold Coast. Port will be too strong at home. And then on Sunday, Geelong taking on North Melbourne. Cats for me. Essendon and the Crows. I'm tipping the Crows in a closed one. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm leaning that way as well. And uh, to close out the round, Fremantle and Carlton, we never got a tip from you uh, for this game. I think Dockers have to get it done at home. Yeah, I think so too, particularly the way that Carlton have been playing uh, throughout this season. Uh, both teams have been a little inconsistent, but uh, I think more so from the Blues. Eliza, it's been a pleasure uh, chatting on the program this afternoon. Thank you very much for your time and enjoy your weekend ahead. Thanks, Matt. See ya. Thank you. See you later. There she goes. Eliza Riley from Code Sports.